just that question opened up all these teachers because they're like, okay, wait. So you're feeling that way? Like when you get home, you don't want to talk to your people, at, your family at home because you have all this stuff. So what are you doing differently? Some teachers are like, well, I'll just, I'll drive the long way home, go get a cookie. And I'm like, really? Like you do that? You know, like that's taking time from your kids. But they were like, well, it's, um, it's so I can prepare myself for home. So I can actually leave work where it is. Welcome to the Teacher Money Show, the podcast dedicated to helping educators like yourself navigate your unique financial challenges and unlock your financial superpowers. I'm your host, Sean Morgan, a full-time teacher and entrepreneur, and I'm here to help teachers navigate everything related to your money. Whether you have questions about budgeting on a teacher's salary, managing student loans, increasing your income, or making the most of your benefits, I'm here to make money less confusing, more empowering, and a tool you can use to focus on what matters most. So whether you're a seasoned teacher looking for fresh insights or a new educator navigating your first paycheck, this podcast is your go-to resource for all things money-related. So if you're ready to have a richer wallet, classroom, and life, let's dive in. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and are not legal or tax advice, and neither I nor my guests are engaged in the provision of legal, tax, or any other advice. You should not act upon this information without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Hello, and welcome to the Teacher Money Show, where we help teachers have a richer wallet, classroom, and life. So excited to have our guest on today. Rochelle is coming on to talk to us just having a fun conversation between teachers, and I'm really excited for our topic today. We're going to be talking about work-life balance, which is one of those words that's become, you know, a charged word, and people have different ideas of what it really means, and people mean think it means you're being lazy nowadays or anything like that, but we're going to talk about what it really means for a teacher and why we need it. Um, so, Rochelle, welcome on the show. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you on. So, Rochelle, let's just dive right on in. Tell me about yourself and your teaching career. Oh, well, um, this is my 16th year in education. Uh, I started in special ed. Special ed was fun. <laughs> um, actually, when I started, I was a acting director at a charter school. And so it was um, it was crazy. Um, then I decided to make the move um, to change to general ed math, sixth grade, seventh grade, loved it. Um, it's just that some of my students were like, well, we're moving too fast. Um, then pandemic hit, um, seventh grade, sixth grade online, teaching online. And then now I am currently an elementary school uh, math interventionist. That is quite the journey. Yes. <laughs> You've done, you've done a little bit of everything. Oh, yes. I think I'm a unicorn now. <laughs> when people, you know, I tell people I'm a teacher and they say, oh, bless you for being a teacher or middle school teacher, right? Because I taught middle school for, for a number of years. It's like, oh, bless you for being a middle school teacher. And I always think in the back of my head, I'm not doing anything compared to SPED teachers. Like, 
oh, bless yes. Fed teachers for everything they do because my goodness, that is take the hardest job in the world and double it. Yes, yes. Fed was uh, uh, an adventure. It, it really was um, paperwork. <laughs> um, just oh goodness, but yeah, I, I got out and everybody's like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> just yeah. need a break. Um, then middle school math. So, but now um, trying to transition into tutoring, um, especially online, uh, since it was so successful, and um, looking into going into like a a mindfulness journey to help teachers as well. So, just trying to kind of help everybody. I guess that's the teacher in me. <laughs> You, know, you sometimes can't choose what to do. It's, it's, we want to help everybody. <laughs> right. We do. We definitely do. I love how you are getting in, into tutoring. And if I remember correctly, you, you want to really help the, the gap in math that's developed with, with students. Yes. Um, especially in middle school. Um, I'm in Texas. And I didn't realize that um, a lot of... Um, other states still had pre-algebra. Um, in Texas, we don't have pre-algebra, of uh, course. So in middle school, so it's, you get to sixth grade, they stretch pre-algebra through sixth through eighth grade. So then you have those, the parents that are like, oh, my, my child did so well in fifth grade. I don't know what's going on. Well, they're learning a lot of new strategies. And... Um, I love having small groups or one-on-one -on -one to build those connections, especially with tutoring, not really going going off being more creative instead of just being on a curriculum and maybe it's going too fast in the classroom. So I def and then of course the pandemic with the the larger academic gap in math. Yeah. That that's fantastic. I, I'm all for for tutoring, especially for teachers who want to, you know, give that, that time to really help more students. I think that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic choice. But you know, you're now teaching and wanting to tutor. So there's a lot to balance, right? Yes, it is. It definitely is. Um, and the crazy part is I, one of my best friends, she was like, I was trying to figure out if I want to go do real estate. I wanted to be a yoga instructor. I didn't know if I wanted to do uh, baking, but baking was just my stress relief. But I, I was like, I don't know what I want to do um, to just find, I don't know if it was like a, a hobby or just find something that kind of balance all the crazy. And so my friend said, okay, don't think about it what do you love doing? And I said, I love tutoring. I, I really, really do. I like have the aha moments and the kids really understanding it and building, helping them understand, building the connections and understanding. So yeah, I'm trying to, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a lot of stuff off the plate. <laughs> but um, I have found a way of making sure I still spend time with my family, still tutor and work my, my, um, as a, a interventionist as well. And I still take that. time for me. <laughs> yes. 
you know, any good teacher knows that when you find a nugget, you need to need to follow it. You don't want to just blow past it in the lesson, right? So we weren't going to talk about this, but I really loved how you talked about how you found somebody and you were throwing ideas at them and trying to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I had a friend who's like, well, why don't you just do this? Like, what? Like I was like, I was like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. Like when I was going to college and they're like, well, why don't you just do history? Cause you love history, which is what I teach now. It's like, oh yeah. Like just <laughs> having that person there to be the soundboard for you. Like if you are struggling, talk to somebody, you, you yeah. other people are so helpful. I just, I think that's a fantastic little, little nugget um, that can help teachers have a, a better life, you know, a richer yeah. life that we're trying to do. So you have all this stuff to balance. How did you get interested in this work-life balance? Because you want to talk about mindfulness for teachers as well. What drew your interest to that topic? Well, um, at first, I was the teacher that I didn't want anyone to think that I was slacking off. Like, I can do it all. I'm superwoman at home. I'm superwoman at work. I, I can do it. Um, and I didn't like asking for help because, you know, if you ask for help, then you're that teacher that always asks for help. Um, but um, when I was about 30, 33, um, I was, they were saying, they were, they wanted to put me on the uh, blood pressure medication. And one of my, and I just broke down to one of my coworkers one day. And I was like, oh, they want me, they want us to, you know, they, they want, they think I have high blood pressure and be on this medicine forever. And she said, okay, I'm going to save your life. <laughs> and you know, to this day, we still joke about it, but she did because we start walking during lunch um, and we would talk. And it was so crazy, like that 30 minutes of just walking around the campus or if it was a nice day out, we would walk outside together. Um and I was like, okay, I need this. I need to be able to ask people for help. Um, I was the sixth grade team lead. And, you know, you hear when everybody's venting, venting. And so I was like, okay, well, I just looked at everyone, especially after that. I was like, you know what, what how can I help you? Like, what, what do you need? How are you feeling? And so those, that, just that question opened up all these teachers because they're like, okay, wait, so you're feeling that way? Like when you get home, you don't want to talk to your people, at your family at home because you have all this stuff. So what are you doing differently? Some teachers are like, well, I'll just, I'll drive the long way home, go get a cookie. And I'm like, really? Like you do that? You know, like that's taking time from your kids. But they were like, well, it's um, it's so I can prepare myself for home, so I can actually leave work where it is. Um, so that's what made me say, you know what, we need this as teachers, the work-life balance, because you know they say, oh well, this is your superpower, teaching is your superpower, and that's fine and dandy, but even a superhero needs a day off, <laughs> like or time to himself or or herself, you know. So I made a I made a plan right then and there with my team. And it was what goes on in sixth grade stays in sixth grade. Um, we developed more like walking together. Um, you could vent 
about different things that were going on at work, at home, and it stayed in that in that room. And we made and we planned, okay, well, let's have a buddy system. If I couldn't check on you, someone else was gonna check on you. Or if you had um like you just you just having one of those days. And if I was off fourth period, just send a student, oh, Miss uh, Carr is having a bad day, or Miss Carr says she needs you. I knew, okay, let me step in. I'll give you five or 10 minutes, take a couple of deep breaths and keep it moving. And I think, like you said, we all need someone to talk to and you should be able to talk to your coworkers um, without someone going, oh, you'll be okay. Or you know what, that's your passion. But actually say, hey, I understand. And this is what helped me get through that. And, and we definitely need that collaboration and understanding that we have to have a balance. I love everything you just said. There's so <laughs> many golden pieces in there. Uh, the, the walking thing, I think it's fantastic. I knew two teachers that would take a walk every lunch and uh, they were they were great teachers. They just did a fantastic job. And I think that that's part of the reason they were able to be so great. They were the, they were the, uh, the teachers who were just like the, the bulwark of, of that, um, that grade level that they were the leaders of. And I, I really think that taking that time for themselves is huge. And the reason I know that is because I wasn't taking my 30 minute lunch for myself, right? Uh, right. If you see a teacher stressed out, it's because they're not taking their 30 minute lunch, right? Like our, our lunches are short. Don't fill it with grading. Don't right. fill it, or, or in my case, the side hustle, right? Sometimes I'd try and like, you know, do a hustle or something on, on my 30 minute lunch, like take 30 minutes. You need it, right? You, do. you need the 30 minutes. It's, oh man, not having that time really, really can, can hurt you. And then yes. talking to, to your coworkers, if you are feeling overwhelmed at work, they are too. Like it's just, there's yes. no way that they're not also feeling it. So don't feel like, oh, I'm the only one that no one cares. Like everyone cares, right? We were yes. all there uh, to support each other. So I think that's that's fantastic. So you, you mentioned a few ideas of uh, how teachers can really bring that mindfulness into their um into their their teaching day what about their time how, how how do you think teachers can go about making sure their time is is more honored more sacred uh just having more of their own time uh what, what are your thoughts on that for me um there's different strategies and and habits and you have to make small changes um it's not going to happen overnight um especially in that um in this field that we're in but you have to set clear boundaries. You you have to set clear boundaries. Like this is my time. This is my space. Um, and don't feel guilty about taking that time to yourself. You you deserve that time to yourself. Everyone else takes is able to take their time, and you should be able to too. Um, having a to do list to stay organized. Um, create a community with your coworkers where you can collaborate on on task um creating a system and routine is important um and i know one one thing that i had to start doing especially with setting boundaries is i used to always have the the email app on my phone so so it would notify me if i if someone sent me an email after work 
um, on the weekend. And it could be a parent, it could be admin, it could be my coworker, anyone. And I would respond back, you know, not thinking anything of it, but after a while, they would just, any time of the day on the weekend. So I had to delete that app. Sometimes you have to delete it to set that boundary and say, and put a, um, I put a, a message, like a reply message. Um, we'll answer on, on Monday or whatever, when the day, the day back to when we come back to work or what have you, or out of the office. So those things will set those boundaries and they'll, they'll start respecting your time that is yours. Um, I told my sister, she's a kindergarten teacher. Um, she, she was like, well, we were talking about mindfulness and she's like, I don't have any time. I, I don't have time. I said, okay, you get, um, you have a conference period, just like 45 minutes, but I have to go grade. I need to go make copies. I need to go do all this. I said, yeah, that's fine. I said, but if you just start taking five or 10 minutes of that time, just to take a breath or just say, okay, I'm going to call my husband just to say hi. I mean, just anything that's not work related, then you, you might, you'll be like, okay, I needed that five or 10 minutes. Or maybe you can grow it to 20 minutes where you take most of your, your, your conference period. I know during our conference period, that's what we're doing, but at least take that, that five or 10 minutes to yourself because we all deserve that real break. I love that. Take five or 10 minutes to yourself during your, your conference period. You know, I've had this theory in my head for, for many years that, taking a break does not take away your time. And the way I know this is because if you are trying to like say like a whole paragraph without taking a breath, it takes the same amount of time as if you take a breath at each period. Then if you're trying to like say the whole thing in one breath, it's just, it, try it sometime. It, it, it totally <laughs> works. And the, just taking that breath, you'll get just as much done. Right. Right. Well, like That's hurrying, true. Like, you know, I have only like three minutes. I need to do this and do that. And then you're like moving, like, you know, lightning fast. And then you're, you're not getting done any faster. You're dropping things. You're messing up. Like you just take a breath. You're going to get it done and you'll feel better at the end too. I think that's, that's huge. Having that, that, that time that you say, ah, this is my time. Yeah. No one can take that from me. And, you know, don't take work home with you. Don't take the emails home with you. So important. Yeah, so important because I teach online like my primary communication with my students is via emails and they'll send me you know a message at like you know eight nine o'clock at night and they'll send me another one and another one and sometimes I'll respond to that and be like this is rude stop it mm -hmm. right so they can know that I have a boundary like, I'm not responding to you on purpose I will get to it later right and you know it's like calling it out I mean like this is my time and you're trying to infringe on it has really helped build that boundary. And I love your automated response idea because that way you don't even have to respond. No, respond no, for you. I, I might have to take that one. I love it. <laughs> right. Okay, so we've talked about respecting our time, which of course time is huge, right? I, I can't stress this enough that, you know, your time, like this is the teacher money show, but like time is money, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so don't, 
don't think that we're not talking about money. We are because your time makes a difference, especially because if you are burning yourself out as a teacher, right? You're not going to run the full, you know, 25, 30 years or 35 years if you really want to go that that far in, in your teaching uh, career. There's so much left on the table money-wise, right? Your right. pension only gets better the longer you stay, you know, assuming you have one. Um, your your uh, contributions to retirement plans only get better. Your salary only gets better. Uh, you know, you can say no to more things that they're trying to ask you to do because you've been there longer, right? There's just, there's a lot more power uh, and money that can come with being able to run the the long-term instead of burning out after 10 or 15 years and then switching careers because you just can't do it any longer. So uh, respecting your time matters a lot, a lot in, in, in teaching. Now, we've been talking a lot about self-care things right mm -hmm. and i really don't like self-care when the administrator says here's a list of self-care <laughs> yay we've done our hr required thing to help you be better it just oh it irks me so much like no yes but how would you define self-care and and why does this actually matter i feel like it matters um because if you're not um, practicing self-care, you become stressed, burned out. Um, it affects you mentally and physically. And I think that I'm a better wife, a better mother, <laughs> and a teacher when I take better care of myself. Um, I Like I said, I wasn't always on that side. I thought that was ridiculous to take time for yourself because I got to keep working. I got to keep moving. I, I need to keep it going. Um, but I'm able to function better when I get home. I'm able to come home and say, okay, well, tell me about your day <laughs> instead of running away from them when they want to tell me about their day um, or being in a grumpy mood or like I said before, having high blood pressure, which I don't now. But it's because I'm taking care of myself and I'm listening to those, I'm listening to those signs of, okay, it's time for you to really take care of yourself and, and not just look at the checklist that they gave you. <laughs> that, that checklist, man, it's just like. That's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> uh, so. You said it helps you at home to to be a, a better wife, a better mother. I I love that. Uh, what are some things that you're doing self care wise? So you you said you're going to walk. Is there anything else that you're doing to to increase your mindfulness or improve your mental health? I journal and reflect on the day. Um, one thing that I do is I do positive uh, affirmations. And it's just like, I am worthy. I'm just feeding myself positivity. I am a good teacher. <laughs> I am um, I am making a difference. Um, and then also teaching others. Like I would teach the kids uh, mindfulness as well. Because then they'll understand other people if they're learning through that um, mindfulness. Um, of course, exercising, 
reading a book that has nothing to do with work. Um, actually reading because I I've been just being able to get into that groove of um doing different things for for yourself to take care of you has been has been helpful. Um, even before a class starts, you can practice mindfulness. A mindfulness transition. You can take a deep breath. Um, think of a positive. What could possibly happen in the classroom? Not, oh my goodness, here comes John. <laughs> I know he's going to have a um, a bad day today. But think, like, I am making an impact on this class. I'm taking a deep breath. This is my transition. This is my break. Um, and like I said, journaling has really, really been helpful for me. And just reflecting on the day and different things that have gone on and look and being grateful for for what what I do have. Um, and those are different things that I do throughout the day or try to do throughout the day. I love that. Um, you know, I, I just had two two thoughts here. How many times did we have one class that was just terrible? So then we go into the next class with a bad mood. Right. Mm -hmm. and that class is not going to go well because you have a bad mood. Right. Right. You're setting the tone for the class. So having that transition time is is huge. It's not only self-care. It's, it's care for your students. So if you're worried about I, I can't take time for myself, well, I'll do it for the kids. Right. Because we yeah. can all do it for the kids. Right. It's going to be better for them. I I had one. I was at a, a school and, in, you know, we would have in middle school, they would have those five minutes to get to the class. Yeah. My kids knew if the door was closed and the light was off, then that means I needed that whole, not wouldn't take the whole five minutes per se, but maybe just that two to three minutes, y'all stand right here in the line or what have you, or just come to the door. Okay. And I would hear kids going, oh, Miss Tyler just needs a minute <laughs> like, because they knew like, okay, maybe it, it could have been the last class. It could have been something else that happened, but like you, we need that mindful transition between those classes or before for elementary kids um, before the start of the day when they're coming back from recess or they're coming back from um, ancillary. So we definitely need that. Uh, yeah, and uh, that that that's huge. And then another thing I was thinking was about. Um, you're saying doing these things throughout the day and, uh, you know, growth mindset is of course like the watchword right now in education. I don't think right. there's a single school that isn't, you know, putting up the sign with the fixed mindset, growth mindset, you know, right. like we all have the same poster hanging up. Yes. Um, so what, like what, what principle wouldn't it be tickled pink for you to take those like, you know, two, three minutes at the end of class when nothing's happening anyway, for you right. to say, all right, we're all going to, write out some positive affirmations. And now mm -hmm. that your students are writing out positive affirmations, you can take time to write out positive affirmations, right? Or we're all going to take some time to journal. They're not going to be like, you're not allowed to write. Like <laughs> they want their students <laughs> to write, right? So right. You know, we're just going to take, you know, those three minutes that would have been wasted anyway, writing, you know, journaling what's happened today, positive affirmations, take a moment to have some Zen time, right? We're all going to take a deep breath together. Doing these things and just, because it goes as part of what they're wanting us to do with with the students to right. also do it for 
ourselves instead of being like, I have to do all of my self-care during my 45 minute conference. You can yeah. also sprinkle it throughout the day when you have that, you know, extra time with your students or in a transition from one activity to the next. It's like, all right, we're going to do this. Uh, we're finishing this. Let's take a, you know, a Zen breath together and let's move on to, you know, the next thing. I, you can make that transition time. And once again, taking a breath gets you to the end of the paragraph at the same amount of time as running straight through. So I think that those are fantastic uh, suggestions you have there. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been working on them, <laughs> um, especially with, um, I think we were doing value circles and I wasn't too keen on them at first because I was like, okay, this as as normal teacher, this is going to take away from my classroom instruction. They're not going to want to do this. Um, but I had a student teacher in. And one day I was like, okay, we're going to do a value circle so we can better understand each other. Like, you know, kids and adults, anyone would change, you know. And we were all crying at the end of the value circle because we didn't know what these kids were going through. And mindfully... Uh, listening to others like active and compassionate listening will let you know the why behind the anger the sadness the 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 behavior that they're exhibiting at that moment and sometimes you have to just understand that it's probably not even about you um it could have been anything that happened throughout that day um so that when I started doing that, it was like, okay, I'm going to use this growth mindset. I'm going to build them gratitude journals. Like We're going to, we're going to reflect. We, we're going to do this for every class period. And these were some hardcore kids <laughs> and they were in that, Miss Tyler, so when are we going to do this again? I'm like, we're going to do this every day. This is what we're going to do. So then that way, when you get to your next class, you'll be You'll be okay. And when I get my next class, I will be okay. Love it. All right. So we are getting close to the end of our conversation. Um, we've talked a lot about work-life balance and mindfulness. Just, do you have any other tips, nuggets of wisdom, things that you've collected uh, as you've gone on this mindfulness journey to share with uh, our teacher listeners? I had to realize that taking time for yourself is so important. When um, when I first started teaching um, in the district, as I was at the charter school first, and then at, at the district, I felt like I grew up. Um, I had 60 personal days. I didn't want to use them because what if I needed it for a real emergency? What if one of my kids were sick or my husband got sick, anything like or I was sick? I, and I was just holding on to these days. And um, so my on this journey, I was like, well, I, I have 60 days. And my self-care, taking care of me, is important. But, of course, you feel guilty because you're like, okay, well, what about the sub? What about um, if the kids are not acting right for the sub? Oh, well, I, I can't control that because taking care of myself or taking care of yourself as a teacher is a very important thing. I took days where I was just hanging out with my husband because he was off that day or I just went to the movies by myself or 
or I went and got my um my nails done. Um, and that's and that's what you needed. And then go back if the if the kids are acting up. This is a teachable moment. Miss Tyler needed a self care day. And, and I mean, I'm not sharing what I did, you know. And we all need those. So what happened in the classroom? Why you are supposed to do what you are supposed to do. So I'm doing what I need to do so I can be mentally ready for the class. And um, just respect that. And after a while, my kids knew. And I would tell them before I would leave, which I know some teachers don't. <laughs> Surprise, yeah, what's up? But I would. I'm like, okay, I'm communicating this to you. Well, Miss Tyler, are you sick? No, I just need a day. Oh, okay, be good. <laughs> and then when I come back, it, it was, I was better. I was a better teacher for them by taking that day that I needed off. So I guess that's my, <laughs> my last. Take a nugget. day off. There we go. That, that's yes. that's Take a Take day off. Take your days. Do not hold Thank on goodness. to those days. <laughs> I know that finding a sub is awful, but yes. I love it. And, you know, I, I think that's huge. That a mental health day is is a fantastic idea. It's it's allowed. Okay, it's like, it is. You can take a mental health day. And you're like that's mental health is health. So there you go. Take a mental health day. And and then communicate with your your coworkers. If we're already, if you build that collaboration um community with your with your team even if they don't have a sub I've already I'm telling you I'm taking a mental health day here's the assignments and they might I had one where she would text me like hey they didn't get a sub for you okay everyone everything's on the desk remember what I told you yesterday so just kind of preparing them and if we have that team like um, we know that if if Miss Tyler is having a mental health day today and Mr. Morgan needs one tomorrow or or next week, we're okay because we're all looking out for each other as a team. Yeah, that that's awesome. And just if you're taking a, a, a mental health day, be aware. This has happened to me. I took a mental health day. And uh, apparently a student of mine also took a mental health day and we both met at the same place because I went there with my family. He went there with his family and we're like, hey, didn't mention it at, at school, but we both saw each other. We're like, neither of us are sick, but we're not at school like we're supposed to be. So it could happen. But you know, yeah, kids need mental health days too. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you can take a mental health day. Just be aware that could happen though. Yeah, All right. Uh, two more questions for you. Uh, what is your number one tip for teachers to have a richer wallet, classroom, and life? Hmm. Just find your own balance and whatever that looks like for you. Um, like for me, my balance is, okay, yes, I'm tutoring. I know how many hours that I can tutor or I'm available to tutor. I'm making sure that my kids and my husband have time. We have time together as well. I'm communicating with everyone. Um, 
And I think that just taking care of yourself, putting you first, it's not being selfish to put you first. You're, you're taking care of yourself and you can find your balance. You can find your balance and you will definitely have a richer wallet, <laughs> a classroom and life. You definitely will. If you just, just whatever works for you and build your community, build your community. I'm telling you like teachers, we might, if we don't say anything to each other, we don't know that we're feeling the same way. And we can help each other. We can definitely, and some, a lot of teachers want to help the other teachers, you know? So I feel like that's, that's the way. Just find, find your own balance and take care of you. You have to take care of yourself so you can be here for your family and you can work until retirement, you know? You're not forced to retire. I love it. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. Words of wisdom, take care of yourself. That's fantastic. All right. My last question for you, Rochelle, where can people, you know, find more information about you? Where can teachers connect with you or, I don't know, refer a, a student to you for tutoring if they're like, man, they're, they really need help in math? Okay. So I just created, and it was just this crazy. I just realized how I can really get my um do yoga and mindfulness i created a facebook group called teach and thrive finding balance as educators and um i just i want to make i want to build a website like i want to do yoga classes all online journals and products for your classrooms to help you out um and then also um, email is at xmistyler at gmail. All right. Awesome. So if you, you go to our uh, our website, uh, you can find that on the uh, show notes for this uh, show. I'll, I'll put a link to those those two things so you can uh, reach out to uh, Miss Tyler if you have any questions for her uh, and you want to learn more about mindfulness. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle. It was great having you. Thank you. It was great being here. If you'd like to come on the podcast for coaching, to share an expert opinion, or just to talk about a topic you think is relevant, I'd love to talk to you. Just fill out the form at teachermoneyshow.com slash guest. I look forward to talking with you.